Welcome to the Past Life Awakening Institute podcast. I'm Mark Beal, a past life therapist and trainer. Each of our episodes shines a light on healers practicing spiritual therapies like hypnotherapy with regression to this life, past lives, between lives and spirit releasement therapy. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in these modalities with me, go to the Past Life Awakening Institute website for details. Today my guest is Cynthia Renee Meeks. Cynthia is a spiritual awakening guide. She's an author of the book Numbers, Angels and God, A Journey of Faith. She has a Bachelor of Metaphysics from the University of Sedona. She's a certified numerologist and she practices hypnosis, including spiritual regression, things like past life progression and between lives. So welcome to the podcast, Cynthia. Thank you for having me, Mark. I really appreciate this. Yeah, well, it's great to see you again and great yeah. to catch up. That's quite a background that you've got. I'd like to know more about your healer's path and how you got there. Before sure. we get to that, can you tell us a bit about what are the main types of issues that people bring to you? Oh, gosh. Um, for instance, today I got a client from the Netherlands and um, he had cancer four times. And I love working with cancer patients because um, they come to me mainly because they want the spiritual reason behind cancer uh, since they already had the medical reason. And we all know there's a spiritual reason as to why someone is sick and um, has illness in their bodies. And uh, so um, that was one issue. And then another issue, he's very depressed because he doesn't have his daughter. She has her mom, the mom took the daughter away from him two years ago. And so he has tried to commit suicide last year. And so right now he's just in a state of depression. Okay, that's really interesting because mm -hmm. I, I find a lot of people when they bring issues to us, they'll often mm -hmm. start talking about, I've got this physical issue. Mm. And, and I'll just emphasize the physical. And then yeah. they'll say, oh, by the way, there's an emotional connection mm -hmm. and that's giving me a depression. Right. And then, and then that's a realization that there's something spiritual there. But as we talk to them more, we realize that the solutions we can apply are more spiritually orientated. And that is actually the issue, even yes. though they may not realize it at the beginning. They never realized it at the beginning. <laughs> they, they, they equate the, the issue with everything else but spirituality. You know, uh, people just don't want to step into that, um, into those shoes of spirituality for some reason. They, it's like it's a stigma or they want to, you know, stick to the religion part of it and, and um, you know, find out there has to be a, a medical reason why I'm in this physical pain. It's a medical reason, right? But the doctor keeps saying there's nothing wrong with me. So I get those clients a lot too with the medical reason. My mom, for instance, my mother, um, I lost my stepdad last year and um, my mother, she became cancer free uh, in September of, of 2019. And she became cancer free uh, two months after he passed away. Well, then all of a sudden she started having this pain in her leg. And she has been to the doctor so many times getting steroid shots and the pain is still there. Well, I don't live where my mom lives. I live five hours away and she started to come to visit me and the pain has like just disappeared. So we all, you know, of course I figured that out a while ago that it's emotional pain that she has stored in her leg from my, from my stepdad passing. Tell me about mm -hmm. the world that you grew up in. Sure. 
Well, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, home of Bill Clinton. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, my, I was never exposed to anything like this. No spirituality, no uh, hypnosis. I grew up uh, in a Baptist community and I just didn't understand it. I didn't, and I didn't get the feeling that they had. And I'm like, do I supposed to pretend to be doing what they're doing? And I didn't understand the meaning behind the suffering. You know, everybody was suffering, but we still supposed to praise God for suffering. And, and I just didn't get that. And I didn't have any role models around me um, in spirituality that I could just kind of you know, lend the ear over and say, what are you talking about? What, 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 what is this new stuff? What is this different stuff other than what I was programmed to believe? Uh, and so, of course, I escaped all that when I moved to Dallas, Texas, when I was 19 years old, my first year in college. Okay. And I decided to leave college from Arkansas and move here, which I'm here now, and, um, and had a whole new discovery. I was able to get away from the the limiting beliefs and the uh, the programs and the whole religion part of the Baptist church, but it was still in me, right? So, of course, when you have your parents and your grandparents saying, are you getting up and going to church today? Are you getting up and going to church? You know, I still had to do that well into my 30s. Pretty much after I had my second son, I was like, enough of this. What were the kind of first teachers, books, courses, mm -hmm. experiences that got you uh, into the path? Uh, a teacher would be Deepak Chopra. Okay. He was the teacher for me because I guess he was the only one that was kind of standing out talking about karma. I was reading his books and um, and just reading everything and the people that he was interviewing. How did you then get into numerology? When I got into numerology and I realized that everyone is born with a blueprint. I'm a different type of researcher. Instead of reading books about numerology, the, the, the current books, I went back to the books that were written in the 1700s and the 1800s to learn about the numerology, about the soul, about why your soul chose to incarnate, about the, the, what the, the lessons that your soul is here to experience. And so it gave me a, a whole different perspective on what the commercialized numerology is trying to teach people on YouTube versus what in the back in the day, early in the other centuries, how it was, um, it was really about spiritual. It was all spiritual, but they leave that out now in numerology, but I include that in mind and everything that I do is, is all spiritual. You take a number of people through their past lives. So I'm interested about some, some case studies or some stories that you have. I've got a couple of people that I can ask you about, Jessica, <laughs> for example, but sure. um, do you have some case studies uh, that, that of people that you've taken through the past lives that particularly like illustrate these kind of things you're talking about? Yes, um, I have, uh, before we talk about Jessica, I have a lady, Christina. Now, Christina um, was so interesting about her is that she feels like she's a healer. She, she can see certain things. She's not a medium, but she does have some special spiritual gifts. And, um, and she wanted to go in a past life to see, was there ever a time where she had these gifts? And we found out that she was a Native American. She was an Indian. She was... Um, and in this time, the same husband that she has now, she had in that life. And her, her dad made her marry this husband. <laughs> and so she had to stay married to him because of the, the her dad was in power as this, um, a, a chief Indian. Um, and 
at this time, and the, the, the thing about this uh, was so significant because she was going through a divorce. She had asked for a divorce from him in this life right now. And she found out the reason why she had to meet him in this life was because she needed to, to go through it and say, this time I can get a divorce. I can have, I can make up my mind. I don't have to go through the guilt and stand with someone just because I am told to, or is it my family tradition? And now as, a, as Hispanic, she gets the choice to say, I don't want this marriage. I, this is abusive. He's a narcissist. I want out. Yeah. But it was the same husband from a past life. And, um, and so that was very interesting for me. And it, and it gave me a lot of insight that, you know, we have, we meet people in this life for a certain reason. And that was one of our reasons she wanted to find out. And she was a um, healer. So she can see the future and she could see the past and she can also heal people as an Indian girl. And she had a, a hawk as her spirit guide. Okay. Yeah. So actually, so that that's quite interesting in the way that she, did she go into this session? Did you say her presenting issue was she just wanted to reconnect with some past healing skills? Right. Yes. And, and that's all she really wanted to do in the session. Is that right? She wanted to do the, the healing skills, but also understand um, trauma that was in her life. Okay. And, and, and from the dad, um, and, and again, stemming from a past life, the same type of trauma. It wasn't, and not the same type of trauma, but the same type of controlling from the dad figure. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Because a lot of, sometimes people will say, I want to go into a past life, but only remember the positive, helpful things that <laughs> happened. And I'm oh, yet... no, she has some trauma in her life. Yeah. Yes. But here's, here's the thing. Anytime anyone says that, it's like, you don't get to cherry pick. <laughs> It's a, it's, right? it's a, it's as if, oh yeah, there's one life that has mm -hmm. causes of trauma. The other life is just uh, strawberry lemonade the whole time. It's like, uh, it, it, people do ask that. And yeah. then it's like, be prepared. Uh, either way, you'll find mm -hmm. out some things and it may be, it may not be like a bad thing, or maybe it was, you know, a challenging uh, causative event in that time, but then it relates directly to this life shows you those connecting patterns and then yes. gives a therapeutic resolution so you are then empowered in this life and so to me anyone who says i only want to remember positive things from a past mm. life i'm like you're really uh cutting you're not off. ready for this you're not ready for this right <laughs> well yeah. if or you you can ask for that but you may not get it because you're yeah. it's like you're asking for something so limited and what you can mm -hmm. get is something so expansive Exactly, exactly. And she went to another past life where she was actually a mermaid. Okay. Uh, it was beautiful, um, you know, which I was shocked uh, because I'm like, uh, like, tell me more, tell me more. But she was literally a mermaid and she was underneath the Mediterranean Sea. They, that's what they live underneath, way, way below. And she would come out uh, when it was time to go speak to the government and her feet would appear as she walked on the sand. So this was course very very long ago uh, but all of her lives connected in some way yeah that's interesting does that do you get that a lot where people come up as uh you know non-human beings mm -hmm. or i think there are a lot of interplanetary incarnations mm -hmm. and a lot of those are quite wise D does that make sense to you do you experience yes. things like that yes i i do i do um Quite often, actually, I do. Okay. In, in my experience, I, when, when someone 
and I've had a couple of sessions where they were non-human, uh, but I think if you keep diving deep enough, we all have been non-human, to be honest. You know, if you go into enough past lives, you, you will see some stuff. Um, that maybe, you know, we've all been that non-human, we've all been the murderer, uh, you know, the saint, uh, you know, the victim. So um, it's just, it's just really, to me, where the soul wants to go for the healing. And if the soul needs to go in one of those lives that were a non-human, it will visit that life. But I find sometimes when you're doing past life regression, you're not quite sure where it is. Like, are we on earth? Are we not? Yeah. Oh, it seems like we're not. And who are these people around? Are they other people? Or it seems like they are the beings, but there's six of us sitting around a table mm -hmm. and they're quite wise. In fact, they're extremely wise. Mm -hmm. that they're, and now they're acting as if they're a council telling us about why you incarnated before, what mm -hmm. you did and couldn't done. So I'm like, this is a sort of another version of a between lives session. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting how that can happen spontaneously. And that's not the traditional mm -hmm. presentation of how it works, but it can can work can like happen, that. Huh? Yeah, well, I have I haven't experienced that yet, but if it happens, I'm looking forward to it because every session is different. Let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> I had this session um, recently with this um, lady from the Netherlands, and going into this session, she wanted to visit some trauma from this lifetime and see if it was some residue from a past life, and ended up she had 10, no, 13 attachments. Okay. 13. So we didn't get anywhere uh, other than releasing the attachments. And um, finally I said to one of the attachments, and, and the thing about these attachments, they were all her family. She right. knew them all. 10 was family members and three were friends. Um, and one out of the three, two were friends. And one was someone that she saved his wife and son in a car accident, but he died. So he came through, he wasn't really attached, but he came through because he had a message for the other, two, his, his wife and son. Um, but the, one of the attachments told me that she was open. I just came in because she was open. Yeah. You know, and, and what I found out that she had went to mediumship school for about a week and couldn't complete it and left. So she could have, you know, went through a process and then and since she didn't complete it, she left herself open. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So we're talking about mm -hmm. past life regression and it might get a bit between lifey, mm -hmm. but now you're talking about, I'm doing past life regression and it gets a bit, I call, we, we call it spirit releasement therapy. So yes. in that case, you can have like earthbound spirits that attach and you're wanting to find out about past lives, but then they will come through mm -hmm. and start communicating and, then you have to drop getting the narrative from the past life and engage with them. And then yeah. even you've just mentioned a couple of different types of earthbound spirits, because mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a spirit you communicate with, but it's not attached. Exactly. It's, it's just dropping in to give a message and then it leaves. Mm -hmm. Then there are others that attach for a specific reason uh, when they may be known to the person. And then there are, mm -hmm. other, and then you're exactly right when they have that other opening repeat there are other earthbound spirits that are just random and just come in and hang out for a while and then they are attached but not for not much of a reason so right. then there are sort of three different ways you go about releasing them the first one is you don't have to release it at all although people will often misdiagnose them and try to mm -hmm. and then and then it's even the sequence like how do i even 
deal with them and, and who's first. So what, what approach did you take in, in working with them at that time? Well, before we got started, um, she had already been talking to me. She's, she seeked me out, by the way. Uh, she came through, um, I'm also a toy, a toy uh, creator. And she came through this industry, the toy industry, and she saw my bio on my personal page and my Facebook. And so she was like, um, I need her. I know I need her because every night I go to bed, I hear these voices in my head. So after we got through uh, with the toy part of, of how we met, she started, proceeded to tell me, I know that you are a hypnotist and um, a past life regression therapist, and I think I need you. And so when she told me about all the, the noise in her head, she can never go to sleep. She just hear people talking, 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 talking. And I'm like, that's not normal. You don't hear spirits talking. Uh, if they're attached to you, they influence you, but they don't talk to you. And so that, that was really strange for me. And, um, but when I got in there, uh, we realized it was her mom, her dad, her grandfather, her, her, her grandfather, her dad's side, the grandmother, the aunt and I mean the list went on and on and on and then they say well and then there's her aunt is in here too I'm like real and they were all in her head exactly what she was hearing and so what they wanted her to do to get their family land back so she was in um and so that's why they all attached to her it's like they knew that that she was open and they knew everybody else was in there. So if everybody else is in there, then I'm gonna go in there too, right? Which is weird. I don't know how spirits can, um, they can sense that, but they were very nice and, and ready to leave. Her grandfather had been there for 47 years. He attached to her when she was one years old. Yeah, that's interesting. So a couple of things there, like a lot of times people can have attachments and have no clue about it. There definitely, yes. there definitely are variants where some earthbound spirits or even ones that have DFE attachments are quite vocal and do speak to their host a lot. Mm, and that's really? part of it. Yeah, that's part of their okay. thing. They're like, these guys are talking to me all the time. Just tell them to tell them to shut up is what they ask me. And I mm. say, well, look, we've got to talk to them. We, yes, we, we've got, first we've got to find out what they're saying. So they're often just like trying to block them out or just trying to say, you know, go away. And, but then it's a matter of engaging them in some kind of conversation, finding out what they want, and then figuring out how we can get to a, a mutually beneficial solution. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's always to benefit our client. But we, a lot of times people can think, I've got to help my client against these entities. But ultimately we're here to help all beings and those entities, it's not even that we're in service of them and helping them, but we are listening to them mm -hmm. and helping them become calm, clear, confident, at peace. And I when like they, that. and when they do that, they will mm -hmm. go to the light. So it's not us. Uh, we don't have an intention or a desire to make them do what we want, but you know, we just figure out, you know, what's really happening here. What's the highest good for everybody. They then figure out for themselves that it is to go into the light. But sometimes there are also things that even karmically we sort of need to have that experience or need to hear. So we, we, so it's actually a little bit unusual for me that they would, so that to me, that they're saying stuff is a bit normal, but often it's a, a non-terrestrial kind of contract or yeah. karmic history. So to me, a little bit unusual that 
it's like a real that some this is more ghost whispery stuff where it's like you know resolve a present day thing and oftentimes all the stuff to be resolved is centuries old so that's part of the resolution like it's already right. done it's already done guys that's hundreds of years ago so what are you talking about <laughs> so for me i'm like oh wow really they did something about a property transaction from like 20 years ago so did you how did you talk with them and how did you get it resolved? Oh, it was it was they, they were ready to go because they realized that they were draining her and they all was talking to her at night and when i say talking to her she couldn't understand what they were saying but they would influence her to the point where that she would call this certain attorney or she knew where to go look for this certain paperwork that her dad had put up somewhere and no one else knew what it so they would influence her and she could hear but she could never pinpoint who it was and what they were saying um and then and then once we got in and then she discovered it's the mom it's her dad is you know and her mom died on a vacation when they were on a vacation in spain she died and her mom felt like um it really she was so de- the daughter was so distraught that she needed to be with her and stay with her but you know uh just talking to them they love her right so they was they would never do it to harm her and just showing them that their um energy was affecting her you know it was affecting how her mood swings her depression and so they were very uh forthcoming i mean they were even telling me which angels to call in to help remove them can i get two angels can i get two angels can you bring you know and and there was even a little three-year-old which was her great aunt's daughter who passed away and so she even went into a little girl mode, like, um, 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 and, and, and can she, and, and, and tell her I love her and I'm, you know, and it was amazing. I've never seen that before. Like the, I mean, every person, her voice changed, you know, it, mm. it was, it was amazing, but they were, her, they, they loved her. Right. And they knew she was filled with light and they were ready to go to the light. You know, they were ready. They said all that they needed to say to her. And then it was time for them to, um, but but her friends who passed away, one guy committed suicide. Um, he had a whole revelation while he was in there. He just loved traveling with her. He he influenced her to go to all of these different places that he's always wanted to go travel to. Mm-hmm. And um, because and he and, and it was an early uh, suicide at 17 and she was in her 40s. Um, so he's been there a while, but he realized that um, he made a, you know, he figured he made a mistake. He, he could have resolved some things that didn't require him committing suicide. So I did a lot of therapy on, on a few of the people in there while they were, before we sent them on to the light. Okay. That's a great point. So you're doing all of this in hypnosis. Yes. And so three like, hours. Okay. So, so this has been going on for 40 years in her life and influencing her in subtle ways she wasn't yeah. aware of. It became explicit when she heard some talking, but she couldn't make, mm-hmm. she couldn't hear any of the words. But then you come along. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, "I've got some problem." Did she even know what it was? Did she know what an earthbound spirit was? Or no? And believe it or not, Mark, she had had a hypnosis session about maybe seven years ago. Mind you, her friend was already there. The mother was there, the grandfather was there, the great, like there was already several people already in her and they didn't even touch any of that. Okay, no, so that, that doesn't surprise me. So like you went mm-hmm. and you've had the training. Most hypnotists have not had spirit releasement training. 
or don't understand how it works. So it makes sense to me that they they would not show up at that time. But you know, you come along and you're the right person at the right time, but you're the right person. And so then you bring that out of her uniquely through your gifts and through your uh, you know knowledge. It's so funny because it, it just took a turn. We started yeah. going through the tunnel, right? Yeah. Uh, to get to the past life. And then all of a sudden she went from the tunnel to a cloud and she said, I'm on a cloud. And this man is here with me on this cloud. I can feel somebody's presence. And I'm like, well, well I asked them who they are. And she said, well, who are you? She, he's like, I'm your dad, silly. He says he's my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we started talking, I said, well, you know, lend your voice in your mind to let me speak to him. And so when I started to talk to him, you know, spirits tried to be very tricky because he says, well, well, yes, I'm, I said, are you in the light? Oh yes, I'm in the light and she's in the light. Well, she can't be in the light and you in the light as well, right? And, um, and then I, I realized that I said, no, sir. I said, did you, did, did you go to the light after you passed away? He said, no, I actually, uh, you know, I, I came in here because it's a whole lot of us in here, you know? And he just started just rambling on and he went on a tangent. Okay. Now, this was the one that was very... Okay, let me just say one thing there, which is yeah. like, that's that's really interesting. So you start yeah. off doing hypnosis with the intention mm-hmm. to go and do past life regression. She has not said to you, I'm a very spiritual person. I want to deal with entities. No. She's not said to you, all these people are talking to me. I want to know what they're saying. She's just come in for a past life session and then it goes and takes a big old turn. And mm-hmm. so instead of going- Well, she, through- she did say that she kept hearing voices. Okay. But- I but, never connected that with, with, there you go. I, I, yeah, I didn't but, connect that with, with spirit attached because I never had anything like that before. Exactly. So she's yeah. not, she's not requesting a spirit releasement session by any means. She's just, no. she's trying to do past lives. And instead of going through the door to a past life, the, 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 the universe says to you, Hey, we, yeah, we can do that. But priority number one, in fact, right. seven years ago, we had a chance <laughs> and we didn't grab it or mm-hmm. the person, even if we had grabbed it, the person wouldn't have known what to do. But I thought Cynthia's here. She's know what's to do. We're going to go up into this cloud. We're going to say, hey, God, we're here. We couldn't mm-hmm. find the light. Uh, we didn't know how to get out of it. There's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of us. We all need help. So uh, the way that we help our client is by helping these guys. And oh, so, and guess, the, guess what? Her yeah. grandmother said, her mother and I chose you to help her. That's it. Because your your name, Renee, which is my middle name, is yeah. the same as my husband. And he's in here too. Well, <laughs> and, and so, and, and they said, we influenced her to talk to you about this. Right. And so mm-hmm. she, so she, it's the, the client's making an appointment to see you, not knowing why, but it's because yeah. these EVs, earthbound spirits, want to meet yes. you and want to get your help that's fantastic mm-hmm. that as weird as it sounds that can be how it works yeah. and even a lot of people sort of think oh earthbound spirits they're attached they shouldn't be i've got to get rid of them you know they're, they're draining my energy it's bad to have them attached and even dark force entities we can have this real us versus them or i must make them release but it's important mm-hmm. that we work in partnership with them and what you're just telling us is that they're working in partnership with with their the host and, and really helping, yes. helping her and them get the help that they need. So they're very willing uh, to be released. And so, yes. so how, how did you help them uh, do that and, and yes. find the light? Did you have to 
have a, like a little bit of a conversation to give them some more awareness or sometimes there's a bit of discussion involved sometimes it's yes. quite straightforward what was it in this case it, it was you know once they said exactly what they've been trying to be vocal about all this time then um they said you you're going to try to send me to the light right and i said well i have to right because you look at you look how long you've been there you're weak and 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 your your weakness is draining her and um and they said well i, I really don't want to do that and i said i, I know you don't and so we did do forgiveness. Um, I'm not sure if this is, you know, a method that I, that you, you know, agree to Mark or not, but I did have all of them to, um, they wanted to ask for forgiveness from her. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Be because they, you know, they didn't realize what they were doing to her and she was in a lot of pain. Like she was not sleeping. She was taking pills. Mm. Uh, it, it was very depressing because of course the ones who committed suicide and, and she was in a, she was just in a, a state. I mean, she had lost her, her boyfriend because it was just so much going on. Right. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people think, oh, you found the attachment. So you just tell the earthbound spirit, okay, you couldn't find the light now find the light and go into it. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So I'm thinking, yeah. wait a second. They've been waiting 40 years. They've been waiting seven years to find the right therapist. They finally found you. And so mm -hmm. now absolutely do forgiveness, have a conversation yeah. with them. Don't rush them off into the light while you've got them there. Talk right. about why did you attach, you know, mm -hmm. what are your feelings? And maybe they did have positive intentions like 30, 40 years ago, mm -hmm. we wanted to help 20 years ago. I wanted to go traveling. I've been traveling now. I got what I wanted as an earthbound spirit, but yes. I see the cost that it's had. So please don't just throw me into the light and get rid of me. Let me mm -hmm. say, look, I'm sorry you know, uh, please forgive me for the energy drain that I've done. I want to say, and also it's not always all bad as well. It may be, you know, um, the, you know, I appreciate the time that we had together. And sometimes it, it's not even just like I had an attachment and that was a bad mm -hmm. thing. And now I've got it over it and I released it and thank God that's over. But it's like, either way, it's part of a, an experience that we have where we learn spiritually. It may cost us in the end, Mm -hmm. But overall, even if it's an ups and downs, there's a blessing and a benefit in it, you know, certainly, you know, after we've got it healed and resolved, but as much speaking that you can do to them to find out who attached, why they attached. And another reason to do that is to, to ask generally who else is in there. And who yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you can do is like have one person, like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe the grandfather recognizes and says, oh, I, I recognize the cost and I want to be forgiven. And you can say, well, mm -hmm. like if there are 12 other people in there, can they say exactly the same thing? And they say, yes. And say, mm. good. So then you, then you get a 12 for one. And, <laughs> and I'm really glad you said that as well, because a lot of people think, you know, I've got an earthbound spirit attachment. I found the grandfather. I saw the grandfather. I said, grandfather, you're there, go to the light. And then I healed them. And you're like, and I'm like, wait a second. You didn't ask the grandfather anything. And if you yeah. had, he would have told you there were 12 other people and you could have mm -hmm. released all them. And, and also he said, like, I don't want to go to the light in a yeah. way. And then, and so if you just say you're there, go to the light, even though they directed you to the healing, they still need a little bit of convincing or a little bit of discussion. Mm -hmm. So they can even pretend mm -hmm. to go to the light, not go. And then you haven't released the person that's there or the other 12, but the exactly. way you did, the way you did it was perfect. And so yeah, have, a, have, a, have a good old chat with everybody yeah, uh, and I and I did, and I, and I thought, and I, oh, because they all were family except the friends. 
I thought that that was very vital for her because I I know when people release these in these uh, earthbound spirits or or dark forces or you know they have an uh, emptiness and they go through a period where it's like I, I feel like I'm you know I'm empty inside like I'm missing th that you know. And so I had to make sure that she was able to say, I forgive you, I love you, you know, you know, now can you go, please go to the light. And so it was beautiful. Like I even called in the little three-year-old, she said, can, can I have three angels? And, and, you know, and so I just called in Michael and, and Raphael and Azrael um, just to, to, to make them feel good. And, and they even when they, they was hearing every time that I talked to one and released them, right? And so when it got time, when I gave them their time to speak and say their forgiveness, and then they said, I, I, want, I want Raphael to come get me, yeah. you know? And, and she could see Raphael coming and taking them on to the light. Okay, that's great as well. I'm really glad you brought that up. And that's exactly right. That's one of the reasons uh, we do need to have that discussion. Yeah. Because like they are attached for a reason. And we want to know what that reason is, and we kind of want to undo it. And the reason generally is out of date, so it doesn't apply yeah. anymore. And that's the reason why the earthbound spirit attached. But it's also why the person invited or allowed them in the first place. So yeah. we can't assume that even though, uh, even if someone does say, mm -hmm. I want to come for a spirit releasement, I want to release the spirit. Once you find the spirit, they're, they're still not guaranteed to 100% want to release them. Uh, and, th and that's the reason why is because I think, well, I've been living with these, these voices and it's hard to sleep and everything, but they're part of me. So if I let them go, yeah. I'm losing part of myself mm -hmm. and they haven't been all bad. They help me and they are my family and I want to be loyal. Yeah. And, and so there's all this sort of mixed feeling. And so we need yeah. to talk through and resolve that. And, uh, and so that's exactly what you did. And then I really like the fact you bring in the archangels because yes. it's so firstly, you do that little ceremony, forgiveness, resolution, mm -hmm. and it is kind of almost like a funeral where like, yes. now, now we're going to say goodbye and we're going to move on and I'm going to get on my life on with my life without you. And, mm -hmm. you know, even things that are hurting us, you can be a bit sad to see them go in a strange way, but that's how it is. So you need to do that healing. And then when you bring in the archangels, a lot of times people who do the very simple version think I just found an EB that's bad. Go to the light. Mm -hmm. I fixed it and you didn't. And, mm -hmm. or the other thing is no, 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 I did because I called in the archangel and the archangel does everything for us. No, they don't. Yeah. The archangels no. are assistants. Assistants they are... and they're there to follow your lead, you know, and exactly. uh, when you call them in, they're like, okay, what's, what, what, what am I, what am I here for? Cause yeah. Raphael, uh, you know, archangel, Raphael could be there to heal. Yep. So if you, if they, you know, and they specifically one specifically wanted that, that one to come in and help and, and take them onto the light. And then she even said that Archangel Michael picked up the three-year-old and, and, and held her into the light. And so, you know, it was, it was beautiful. It was, um, it was amazing for me yeah. actually, because I, I got to, to see all these different personalities and the reason why there was always a reason why everyone was different. Um, she needed me or I needed to tell her something or I needed to get a message to my wife and uh, and they was influencing her to do all of this right she stayed busy 
Yeah. And you elicited all of that. And so that's another thing. People think, oh, if archangels can help, why are things attaching in the first place? Why don't the archangels come in? Why doesn't my spirit guide just clean this up for me? That's because it's just, and it's a good question. I don't even really know exactly why, but I, <laughs> I do know that's not how it works. Yeah. And, and we've already seen like they needed, they, they, if they were like searching out for help, they could have just called in the, the archangels to help them and we would have never known. Mm-hmm. But they specifically called you to mm-hmm. to go to meet you. And then you can call in the archangels and the archangels do do like a lot of work, but they do need our intention, our prompting yes. and the therapeutic context that we give. And so it's up to us to to be aware of them, to use them in a way that's really helpful. And they are so helpful that they can't do everything. And I think that's one yeah. little area people get stuck into thinking that they'll do everything, but it's we really have to do a lot of the work uh, mm-hmm. as therapists to help them. And so, yeah, that, that's a great example. And, and I just made sure that they all pull their energy out, you know, because I've had sessions where not me, but other people have had sessions and I've heard I had to go back because they didn't get the energy out. So part of the energy was still in there. The, the, the attachment left, but the energy was still there. So I was still having these, um, these pains, these feelings, these cravings, you know? So I made sure that they pulled all of their energy out of her head. Um, and then of course, one of them was in her, 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 um, her leg, her knee, I believe it was a knee area and, uh, same thing. Now she doesn't have any knee pain anymore because that was causing her his knee pain. Yeah. Yep, that's a great point. So a lot of people with Mm -hmm. spirit, so now we're talking just about directly spirit releasement therapy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it comes up spontaneously. Some people now they hear about it and may think, oh, this sounds a bit familiar. I'm going to book a spirit releasement session. So you do one session where you talk to the earthbounds and tell them to go. And it doesn't really work like that either. The best way to do it, I find, is in the context of overall therapy. So that's what happened. It wasn't that they said, come in and get rid of them. They said, I've got some issues, help me heal them. So you were doing yeah. some hypnotherapy, some past life progression therapy. Mm-hmm. And along the way, it turned into SRT. But then also what you're talking about now is once you've even released that, you do need to like seal it, heal it, and then help them move on without all yes. of the stuff that they thought was them for a long time. And that can be something you do for 20 minutes at the end of a session after you've released mm-hmm. them but it very much can be have another session afterwards. And that may be that, you know, and even in your example, I was trying to go down to a past life, but I ended up off into this cloud. Right. And so, and so now that they're in, on the cloud. Yeah. And now that, and so yeah. then you, you, so you probably did the whole session doing that, but then yes. it's not like, okay, that's over. I only had to buy one session. That's great. It's like, well, let's go back into the past life. And then you can find in the past life, oh, my grandmother and my, my grandfather and my father, we were connected in this way. And yeah. that's the other piece of the puzzle that I needed. And that helps me feel more and more whole. And then mm-hmm. we can do some more therapy. So within the context of three to five sessions, you can have a really holistic spiritual regression healing that encompasses mm-hmm. everything. And again, just trying to go in and do the very simple one-off version uh, can mm-hmm. be limited. And so that, and that ongoing therapy is a really important, but sometimes ignored part. And it's certainly, yeah. you know, uh, so does that make sense? And, and so it makes a lot of sense, Mark. And, you know, like I said, she had been out for three hours. I had no idea it was 13 people in there, but there was someone else still there, an Indian 
who once she get the land back, they want her to get the land to the to the uh, the, the Indian people, and so. But he kept trying to disguise himself as her as her spirit guide. And I kept saying, wait, this, this is, but I could not, she had to have already been out for three hours. It was way too long. Yeah. And, and I said, we definitely have to have another session because he's not your spirit guide. Your spirit guide is not going to try to tell you to give the, get the land back to the Indian people. Right. And, but he, but he, but he had convinced her that he was her spirit guide. And I, and I knew that he's not her spirit guide, but it was just way, it was already enough time spent on everybody else that I, I had to say, you know, we can't, we have to move on we, another session. So there will be plenty more sessions um, after that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. So people often think I've got a spirit attachment. I found one, I cleared it out. We're good, but that's almost mm -hmm. never the case where there are one, there are many. Mm -hmm. And then if someone's open enough that they've got a bunch of EBs wandering in earthbound mm -hmm. spirits, mm -hmm. they're probably open enough that other things can come in as well. And so you've got these, the nice ones come to the forefront and say, mm -hmm. you know, let's do some final healing and release. But if she's been that open, there may be some other ones mm -hmm. hanging around in the background. And we can oh, say, yeah. we can say, you know, like anyone else there and the other 12 put up their hands, but there can be other ones in the background who are not putting up yeah. their hands or who then come to the forefront and, and, and start pretending to be a spirit guide. So now we're getting into dark force entity type stuff. Mm -hmm. And so often with this, that's the other reason, three to five sessions, because it's layer upon layer. And a lot of people, you know, if you think you've peeled off half the layer and you're done, it's mm -hmm. like, well, peel the whole layer for a start. And when you mm -hmm. do, and that's it, because if you peel off a bit of a layer by just telling one EB to go, you're not going to see the layer below because you never really did the top layer anyway. But yeah. if, you, if you do the top layer properly and really what like you did, then you start seeing, oh, there are, there are more layers here. Mm. And it doesn't go on forever, but it's, you know, one or two more sessions to deal with mm -hmm. some of those things. Uh, and that's pro pro possibly, uh, maybe we have to have you back on the podcast so we can talk <laughs> about yeah. some of how the dark forces come in yeah. and, <laughs> and uh and and something like that but yeah are there any other uh cases or principles in therapy that you uh i want i want to mention call? this too about being open um she said that there was a whole row of people that was waiting to talk to me mm. and and so my archangel michael came in and she said i said well ask archangel michael that he could just direct them to the light and she said he kind of put out his wing and he just said you know she, she understands what you need. And he just put, pulled them all to the light, like, uh, you know, guided them all to the light. But I, I said, oh my God, like you, sh once we go through these other sessions, I'm definitely going to do my research to find how to close her up. Yeah. Um, if, if need be, if that's what she wants. I mean, you know, she, some people like this, like to have to be helpful, right? Yeah. Uh, but a whole, and I'm like, no, no more, please. No more, no more, no more. I can't do any more right now. No, please. But, but I guess now with this COVID, there are so many people that are dying that are not going straight to the light. And yeah. I don't want to get off on a tangent, uh, but they are finding open sources like this when people are going to hypnosis to say, hey, I've missed the light. Can, I'm not attached to you, but can she, can this person help me go ahead and, you know, and I've found that out a lot here lately. 
Yeah, it is interesting how things change. When the world changes, consciousness changing and environments change, we see different things coming through. So it's a little bit like yeah. non-traditional ways of getting to between lives or yeah. just the 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 occurrence of earthbound spirits uh, percentages, I think, are going up a little bit these days. So it's interesting. So are there any uh, like key mm -hmm. principles that you find in therapy that you can tell us about? So you know, things that come through a lot, just like repeat, you know, so now we're getting to the therapeutic resolutions. Uh -huh. So, so there's some sort of big themes that you're seeing. Um, the forgiveness um, from, you know, are, are we talking about like when you go from blame to understanding or something like that? Yep, exactly. Okay. Yep. Yes. It's mostly forgiveness that I am um, seeing uh, and that's the hardest part because that's probably mostly why people a um, have these issues, right? And then b why people never get to the light because they want to hold on and they don't. They figure I'm going to stay mad. I'm not going to the light. I'm still. I still have free will, and you know, and, and as an earthbound spirit, so I, I can do what I want, and I'm gonna still hold on to all of this. So I think it's the forgiveness on both parts. Uh, on the earthbound spheres and of course the person that um, that is in the hypnosis session. So a lot of things that they're going through, they're going through this because they have incarnated again so they can learn forgiveness or they can learn understanding or they can learn and be pushed towards spirituality. Um, That's beautiful. I love that. And so there's mm -hmm. forgiveness and understanding and I think they mm -hmm. really come together. And so even a lot of the theme we've been talking about that's like, I've got an earthbound spirit that's bad. I've got to get rid of them. And we do have a bit of a delete culture or a bit of, <laughs> uh, um, if you're not on my side, you're against me kind of a thing going on. Mm -hmm. And, and what, and what, what happens then is nobody listens to anybody and you're just trying to push them away. But yes. even if they're dark force entities or earthbound spirits who are draining us, but still speak to them, find out what's going on. Uh, that understanding and insight can lead us to some sort of forgiveness and then we get a peaceful therapeutic resolution so yes. uh, that that happens certainly in the spiritual world all the time and be nice to see it in this world a little more mm -hmm. often as well so yeah. so I'm curious as well about uh, your process of learning and so there are people listening to this who mm -hmm. might resonate and say oh I have those kind of things I want to see a therapist uh, to help that or I didn't realize that if you're doing hypnotherapy or past life progression, you can get into this, but I have a sense of it. Uh, and there are other people who are learning to do these therapies. So um, what could you tell people who are becoming students? So you said like, mm -hmm. you know, I was suddenly they were in another world and I was like, I haven't done this before. This is strange or now it went <laughs> off on a tangent. So yeah. what kind of advice or words would you say to people who are learning these things? And maybe they're like, Oh, that sounds a bit much for me to handle. Like she can do it, but I don't know if I could. Or yeah. So what would yeah. you say to sort of new healers who have those little apprehensions or just getting into this? And well, like you taught me and told me um, at the beginning, Mark, um, you will only get what you are ready for. You know, uh, if you're not ready for certain um, uh, experiences, you won't. Your your spirit guide is there to help you, and and they will bypass you. You know, so if you want to take baby steps, then the people that you get are going to be very light and easy. But mm. don't think that that's where you're going to stay, because in this type of in this type of life, you grow 
and um, and things change. Right? I see. I see the light. Yeah, to see the light because the puppy just just want to be in the in the way. There you go. <laughs> so um, so yes, you you definitely um, you, you pace yourself right. Yeah. And and don't worry because you're not gonna jump in and just be faced with with a bunch of uh, ETs or DFEs. Uh, yeah. and, and you're not prepared for that or not um, educated about it or, you know, so, you know, don't be afraid. If you get into this work, it's because that you are a healer, right? Yeah. You, you have a need to help people. And hopefully that's the reason. Hopefully you're not getting into it because it sounds exciting or uh, because it wasn't exciting to me, right? It was, it, it was uh, a way when I got enough numerology clients that I could not help them with why they were raped or why do they have this pain and it won't go away. And I didn't see it in the numbers, right? Yeah. Because there are certain things you can see in certain in, in their past um, that will say, okay, well, yeah, you are going to have some illnesses. You will be sick for the next three years. I can see a bunch of nines, right? But there, if there wasn't anything like that, then there was no explanation in, in, the, in numerology that I could give them. And so they had a need that I could not fulfill and it was, but I still wanted to help heal. And it just came to me like hypnosis. And I'm like, Hip, what, what is that? You know, and I'm just like, uh, and then I just started my research, like how can hypnosis help me with my clients? And then I realized that there was spiritual hypnosis. There was, um, you know, ways to understand residue that stems from past lives that come over that give you these um, issues that you know you would normally have if you clear those th that residue up, um, or even this new drama in your life. And a lot of times, people think, "Oh, you know, this happens. This is happening to me. I was I was traumatized as a as a um, young child." Well, okay, let's see what this trauma what this trauma stem from, because that could be from a past life of karma. Yep. You know, um, there is always an answer. There's yep. always an answer. And, and so when I, when I um, got into this, and I would say to the students, make sure that your heart is in it. Because just to understand how to hypnotize someone, like you think it's fun, it, it, you know, it's not about stage hypnosis because spiritual hypnosis and stage hypnosis is totally different. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in, in making someone bark like a dog, then this is not the field for you, right? Um, you can learn that on, on YouTube. If you're interested in getting in this to heal people and healing and heal yourself, then this is the right place for you. And, and whatever have every client that you get is the client that's, that is chosen for you by your guides. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. So as a lot of people are doing some sort of healing work and then they find they get pushed a little bit by certain clients, maybe even a difficult client or a strange client. And then that motivates them to learn a little bit about what's happening and then to, and then to do some extra studies. And then once they've got those extra studies, they've got extra competencies so maybe like it came in and it went a bit unusual and I wasn't that confident about it, but my lack of confidence made me research. My research made me competent. My competence meant that when that uh, client came back again, 
they opened up in ways that uh, they'd never opened up, up to me before. So just like, you know, the, the person can go to a hypnotist seven years ago, but if they don't know how to deal with it, it won't come up. Mm-hmm. But, right, but it, <laughs> right. And then you get to another level where spirit guides or entities will uh, influence people to see you. And so then, mm-hmm. and that, and you can never, and so there, is, there are certain karmic uh, destinies there as well, if you've got that kind of connection to, and to the the practice. So I also wasn't even particularly fascinated or like wanting to do this kind of work mm-hmm. as a conscious human person. Mm-hmm. But in terms of my karma and the uh, the connections that I had and the life purpose that I have, then you know whether I by choice or no, I'm, I'm I have to do it. And uh, you've you've got the ability to do it, and people come to you, and yes. and in, and in the end, you just you accept that that's that's what you're going to do, and. Uh, and yeah, it, and it is, uh, it's, then it becomes, you know, really rewarding and, and fascinating and allows you to do things you never really thought were possible. Right. Is there anything that you wanted to say in a wrap up, the yeah. other principles or wisdoms that you'd want to share with people? I just want to share with people that I don't use a lot of outside modalities in my practice, yeah. other than counseling them first, make sure if you want to experience this, make sure you understand what modalities they will be using once you're in a trance. So just make sure when, when, when that therapist is vetting you and make sure you're the right client, make sure that they are the right therapist and they're not going to be using anything other than, um, you know, talking to you, the induction, and then just talking you through the therapy of it all. Okay. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so well, it's been wonderful to speak with you again, Cynthia, as always. Yes. So thanks very much for being on the podcast. And if you are Thank interested... Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So if you are interested in sessions, you can go to Cynthia Renee Meeks uh, and you can go to her YouTube channel, Cynthia Renee Meeks. Yes. So go subscribe. Yes. See, she's got a lot of high quality, uh, great videos there. Mm-hmm. So you can continue the journey and find out more about Cynthia and, and uh, have your own personal experiences. And then if anybody want to DM me, all of my social media is I at, is at I am Cynthia RM. I am Cynthia RM. If, you know, just DM me on Twitter, social, um, uh, Facebook or Instagram. And, uh, and I would definitely get back with you. Fantastic. Thanks very much very for being good. on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Mark. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our guest, see the links in the description for details. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in the modalities of hypnotherapy, hypnosis, past life regression, between lives regression, or spirit releasement therapy, go to my Past Life Awakening Institute website for details. Thanks for watching this episode and see you next time.